Should the Dodgers think about firing Dave Roberts? That's just one of the questions we got in today's mailbag episode. We'll talk about trade deadline. We'll talk about bullpen fixes. We'll talk about a few other things. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Lockdown Dodgers. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Lockdown, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube if you search for Locked On Dodgers. Make it easy on yourself and become an everydayer by subscribing in each or both of those places in order to get notified directly when there's a new episode up, which is every Monday through Friday. If this is your first time listening watching, I'm Vince Samperio. That's my co-host, Jeff Snyder, and we are both lifelong Dodger fans that have uh, been around the team for a while, watching, covering, being in the press box, being in the locker room, being at Dodger Stadium, watching at home. A lot of different ways we've we've been around the Dodgers, and we're here to bring you what we think is a smart fans perspective on our boys in blue. And we think that you guys trust us being that smart fans perspective based on the quality of questions and number of questions we get every week when we ask for mailbag episode questions. And that's what we're here to do today. But before we get into that, Jeff, you had anything you want to add? Uh, Dodgers didn't lose last night. So that's a, that's a good sign. Yeah. Congratulations to the Dodgers. They broke their uh, losing streak. If we're just talking about days and not games. So I yeah. uh, haven't quite started a winning streak yet, but hopefully that's coming today. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, like I said, we got a lot of good questions. We put out a call to you guys, and we're just going to jump right into them. We'll go with one that we let off the, the episode with from Ian at H-P-E-S-O-J-N-A-I. Is Dave Roberts in danger of being fired before the All-Star break? Uh, I mean, if we want to make this quick episode, the short answer is no. Uh the Dodgers would have to fail spectacularly all season uh, in a way that's very clearly Dave Roberts' fault uh, in order for him to be fired. Uh, the fact is, right now, yeah, you can quibble with some of, you know, occasional moves he makes. Uh, I think, in general, right now, if you're inclined to think Dave Roberts is a good manager, you think he's doing just fine. If you're inclined to think he's a bad manager, you think he's terrible right now, uh, and that means that Dave Roberts as manager is kind of like everything else in life. I uh, kind of like how every political debate in the history of the world has been won by the candidate you liked more going in. Uh, that's the same way with managers and their decisions. If you don't like the manager, you think his decisions are bad. Uh, but the fact is at this moment, Dave Roberts is still the most successful manager in baseball history. And so uh, losing what 15 out of 27 games or whatever uh, isn't, isn't nearly enough to get him fired. Yeah. And for me, it's like, they have been decisions that I don't agree with Dave Roberts um, on bigger scales, on smaller scales, but for you to watch the team right now and think Dave Roberts is the issue is, you know, literally just means that you already think Dave Roberts is the issue. This is just proving your point in your head because like there's points where people want him to do things. And, you know, I think, 
like, oh, why didn't they go to this guy? You know, it's something with the bullpen. Like, why? oh, why didn't they throw Evan Phillips? Well, Evan Phillips threw two innings the day before, has thrown three of the last four days and four of the last six days. Like, those are things you have to think of. There's an article from Fabian Ardaya that kind of points this out in a different way where with Evan Phillips, where when he came back and, you know, the, they had some complications. I think his baby was born early and, you know, he was not completely 100% into baseball. Dave Roberts wanted to ease him in by getting him into some lower leverage situations as he, you know, got back and figured it out and, and you know, everything got better with this kid. And those are the things that we don't see that we don't, that don't get talked about that, you know, that he brings as a manager. Now the decisions, yeah, there's going to be times where we don't like the decisions he makes, but at this point in time, I don't think there's been like a lot of decisions that are like, Oh man, Dave Roberts, it's been a lot of these bull, these relievers aren't good. And now the offense isn't hitting and now it's all kind of coming together at the bad time. Yeah, and that kind of segues into the next question we can do from Kevin at Kevin 989705538 on Twitter. What is with Dave Roberts? What is Dave Roberts thinking with some of these bullpen choices? And uh, you know, like like you were saying, Vince, it's not I, I, I did respond to this guy asking for some specifics and he hasn't gotten back to us yet. So uh and we talked about one yesterday. We talked about pulling Emmett Sheehan. We gave our thoughts on that. Uh, I think it's very clear what Dave Roberts was thinking in that case. You know, you can agree with them or disagree with them, but there's no question what Roberts was thinking in pulling Emmett Sheehan. The other, I mean, most of the time, I imagine what Dave Roberts is thinking is, crap, I wish I had some better relievers available. Like, I mean, that's the only thing Dave Roberts could be thinking right now because most of his relievers suck. And it's not the way he's deploying them. It's not, you know, uh, like there, there was, I, I, I don't know the, the game last week when, uh, when Yancy Almonte came out for the second inning, ended up, uh, blowing that game. Uh, I actually didn't get a chance to listen to your episode the next day, Vince. So I don't actually re- re- know what your thoughts were on that. But like for that one, for me, when I, I was at the game and when Almonte came, came back out, I thought, Oh, Almonte's going another. I looked at, Oh, he only threw 10 pitches last inning. And then, Oh, there's two righties coming up, and then Ben and Tendi. Uh, you know, I, I could see the logic in that. You know, you get the two because if you're bringing Gratterall, he has to face Ben and Tendi. You know, uh, but with Almonte, you can let him get the two righties and then take him out and bring in a lefty just to get Ben and Tendi. You know, it made sense. The fact that he then gave up a double and a home run to blow the lead, in hindsight, you're like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best decision. But in the moment, ten pitches looked really good. The first inning he pitched. And, and if he had gotten those two righties out, it wouldn't have been any better or worse of a decision. It would have been the same decision. It really comes down to execution by the pitchers, you know? Yeah, and, and that one specifically, you know, I had just said that I didn't mind the move. I could understand it. And really the only logic I had against it was Yancy Almonte, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of him. So when you already got what you needed out of him, you know, maybe just cut it. That was really the only logic. And that's not necessarily sound logic. That's just, Hey, he threw a scoreless inning that he doesn't do very often. Let's just, you know, cut cut it there, go out on a good note, and just start a reliever with the new inning. Yeah, and, and there's totally a case to be made for that. And you know, it kind of underscores the fact. I think most decisions that people criticize are arguable, which is why I say they're they're 60-40 decisions or 50-50. You know, I think El Monte, like somebody even tweeted at me because they know my 60-40 talk and said that was definitely a 40% decision to bring El Monte back out. I think you know what? I think it was probably. I think that's a 50-50. I think you can make a strong argument either way in that case. And that's why it's hard to be a manager because you make decisions and whether you're an idiot or a genius boils down to how well does Yancy Almonte pitch? 
you know? Yeah, and then, you know, even pulling Sheehan, you bring in Gratterall. Gratterall gives up soft contact. Gratterall doesn't give up home runs. So the fact yeah, that he, he only given up one home run all season. So the fact that Wilmer Flores hit a home run, it's not like you see, why would you bring in Gratterall? I knew that was going to happen. You didn't know that was going to happen. Like that yeah. doesn't happen to Gratterall. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, I can agree with him making decisions in the past. And sometimes even in the, you know, the granular scale of day-to-day -day baseball that I don't agree with, but right now is not that time where I'm like, yeah, this is Dave Roberts' fault. Yeah, right now the Dodgers are playing bad baseball, and it's the players are playing poorly, especially the relief pitchers and sometimes the starting pitchers. That's you know, uh, and sometimes Mookie bets on the bases. You know yeah. that that's why the Dodgers are struggling. And the complaint, some complaints I've seen about Roberts come with they need to hire Mike Sosha or Jerry Harrison Jr., <sighs> which. Yeah, if you bring up Jerry Harrison Jr. or Mike Sosha as, or even like Joe Madden, like if there's certain guys that you bring up that you want to replace Dave Roberts, that tells me all I got to know about your argument. Yeah, I think Jerry Harrison is very good at his current job. He's charismatic. He's handsome. He talks well. Uh, I disagree with a lot of things he says, and there's a reason he does that job and not a job making decisions for a major league team because a team would be much less successful with him running it than with Dave Roberts running it. So we got more questions, not Dave Roberts related, but definitely bullpen trade deadline and other things with the Dodgers. So that's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. There was ever a time where you were stressed because there was a game or an event, a concert, something you really wanted to go to, but you didn't have tickets and there's no tickets available from the venue. Well, if this was back in a long time ago in the 90s, you would, you know, be out of luck or you would have to go find a scalper in the streets or outside the venue. But nowadays you can just go to the apps and Game Time app is the app you want because buying tickets to your favorite event doesn't have to be stressful. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theater near you. They got last minute tickets, good deals, best price guarantees. They got the all in pricing that you can look at. So they don't have to worry about, you know, all oh, this ticket costs way more after fees. You can look at the all in pricing and it'll tell you exactly what you're going to pay for. And they're easy to, you know, easy to find, easy to buy. You can look at the images from your seat that you're going to get, or at least a section. And best part about of all that is you don't have to worry about buying tickets and then finding tickets cheaper in your section after the fact. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag this tickets without the stress with game time. Right now, download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Lock, game time app redeem code locked on mlb 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed all right we're back and we have more questions this one was sent to my dm from not dave roberts uh his handle is not dave roberts he says, if you could pick one of Blake Trinan, Walker Bueller, or Gavin Lux to have entered the season fully healthy, who would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good one. Roberts. That's a real good I like that. Uh, I, I, I can easily – it's kind of funny. Even though the bullpen has been the problem, Trinan is an easy third place for me on that list. Uh, relievers just don't have as big an impact as a starting pitcher or an everyday player. <sighs> I'm torn between I, – I, I think I'd go with Bueller just because – Bueller's peak, we've already seen. If he was fully healthy, like we know what Bueller is. We have 
hopes for what Lux will be, but Bueller has been a Cy Young contender. And, and so uh, I, I think Bueller is the best of the three. And so for, for me, he's my answer. Yeah. I was hoping we had different answers, but you know, Bueller's the, like Bueller is the answer there just for the simple fact that he stabilizes something that needs stabilization right now. Now, obviously the shortstop position, if you look at the numbers, not good for the Dodgers, but overall the offense has been good. So like, it's not necessarily an issue. And yeah, the bullpen is the biggest issue, but you know, Blake Trinan can really only do so much. And, and, you know, realistically, relievers are a little more volatile so you don't know what you're gonna get with walker Bueller, you know what you're gonna get you know and and leading into it if you're coming into the season fully healthy i would assume that means the question leads to they're healthy the entire season and walker Bueller in october is much more valuable than blake trinan or anybody else yeah and another thing about trinan is the dodgers have relievers who came into the season fully healthy like bruce dark and you know uh alex vesia and, and you know a bunch of guys yancy almonte who have really bad numbers so you know, and Blake Trinan's 150 years old. So, you know, no, there's no guarantee that a healthy Trinan would be effective even. Uh, all right. Next question. Uh, Christian Sorensen at catch my catchy name guy. I like that. Christian Sorensen at catchy name guy on Twitter. Did the Dodgers hamstring their season by signing one year deals, playing the rookies and planning on getting Shohei Otani? Yeah. A bit of a loaded question. Um, this is us assuming that the Dodgers did everything they did in order to be ready for Otani under that assumption. Did they hamstring themselves? I mean, in general, yes, they hamstring themselves. And we talked about this before the season. They didn't hamstring themselves themselves in the sense that they were going to be a bad team. They hamstrung themselves in the sense that their depth that they have usually, which is, you know, proven major league depth, or at least proven to a certain extent was going to be, unproven minor league talent and prospects as starters and depth. Um, and then also unproven Noah Syndergaard, you know, JD Martinez has been really great, but we didn't know exactly what he was going to be heading into it. So what, what they did was take away the margin margin for air, which is what kind of what we're seeing now with injuries and everything piling up and, you know, guys not, not playing to their potential. So yeah, they did take a chance with the way they handled this off season, but you know, Obviously, the stretch right now where they've lost 12 or lost 18 in the last 30 games is bad. But if you would have said, okay, June 19th, the Dodgers will be 39 and 33 without knowing anything before the season, I think you would have been like, okay, that's not too bad. Yeah. And I think part of it is, you know, we've talked about this before. The Dodgers, their business model is to be good every year. And part of that is having a great farm system. And if you go out and you sign a free agent to play every position, you never get to use your farm system for anything other than trades. And the fact is, you know, uh, another listener, Ken Rosenberg, he sent us an email and he said, maybe some of these injuries are a blessing in disguise because we do get to see James Outman and Michael Bush. And, you know, so some of these guys who maybe wouldn't have gotten as much playing time and it gives the Dodgers a little bit better idea what the future looks like. And if the Dodgers are going to make the postseason the next 10 years, like they have the last 10 years, uh, they're going to need some of this young talent to play. So there, there's got to come a time all the time. And we talked about this a month or so ago, how part of the problem, one of the reasons that it's almost impossible to do what the Dodgers have done is because you need like a pitcher. Gavin Stone in a perfect world would be figuring out how to pitch in the big leagues in the big leagues. And if he was pitching for the, you know, 
who's a bad team this year? Royals. I don't know. The, the Royals. If he was pitching for the Royals, he would be in the big league rotation right now. He would be taking his lumps and he would be learning how to be a big league pitcher. You know, it's how Sandy Alcantara went from being a mediocre major league pitcher to a Cy Young winner. It's how it works for almost every pitcher. Uh, and the Dodgers don't have that luxury of just throwing a guy out there and letting him stink the place up while he's figuring things out. And, and you know, for for in the case of Gavin Stone, we don't know how that's, that's going to turn out. Uh, but in the case of, you know, Michael Bush right now, he's in the big leagues and he's getting to play and he's getting some hits. He's getting some confidence. They're getting an idea, you know. So, so yeah, there could be a blessing in disguise uh, factor here. But I also think that it was a a – deliberate move by Andrew Friedman uh, that they didn't want to tie up all their roster spots in long-term contracts because they knew we have these young players that we need to see what they are. Yeah. Uh, we'll go on. One of those young players is Bobby Miller. And we had a question from Danny at ITFDB626. Does Bobby Miller have a shot at making the all-star team, assuming his last start was just a blip? Uh, all-star team, no. Uh, I, I don't think there's really any chance Bobby Miller's making the all-star team. He came up too late in the season uh, and, and the last start, uh, you know, even if it was a blip, it was a seven run blip, which means he doesn't have much time to make up. And, and thanks to how good his first four starts where his ERA is still respectable, but uh, he, to, to make the all-star team with as little playing time as he's going to have, he would have to be like the way those first four starts were, for the whole two months. And, and so, yeah, I, I don't think Bobby Miller has a realistic shot at the all-star team at all. Um, but I do think that if he can bounce back, uh, you know, rookie of the year contender, I think Corbin Carroll would have to really, really fall off to not win the rookie of the year at this point, uh, but injuries happen, you know, it could happen, but uh, I think Bobby Miller could get himself into the rookie of the year conversation uh, if he pitches well, but I don't think the all-star team is realistic. Yeah, he won't have enough, especially, you know, the All-Star game July 9th is like last day of games. So that's not that long from now. He's only going to make like three, four starts, if that. So, yeah. Um, but with Miller, uh, one note that I don't think we talked about real quick is that Dave Roberts kind of said there's not really an innings limit for him this year. So he's in the rotation until further notice uh, and realistically, you know, I'm sure they're going to try to do things like they, you know, they're going to do a Sheehan where he, you know, does pitches maybe once a week. Maybe they go to six man and try to preserve some of these young guys' arms. But it seems like Bobby Miller would be here to stay, assuming he continues to pitch well. Yeah, I hope so because, uh, yeah, he deserves it. And and you know, he, like I was saying with Gavin Stone, Bobby Miller is pitching well enough to take some of these lumps. If you can, you know, have one clunker every five starts, that's fine, and you can still learn from that, uh, but also still be a productive member of the rotation. Yeah. Uh, favorite topic, trade deadline, bullpen. Last few questions are about that. That's what we'll get into. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Just search Locked On Dodgers. You can become an everydayer. Remember, you can listen to any Dodgers game, the home broadcast on radio, SiriusXM or SXM app. All you got to do is search Dodgers, and you can listen to the home broadcast for every Dodger game, taking on the Angels tonight. So if you're not able to watch SiriusXM, SXM app, search Dodgers. You can also listen to us on there if you search Locked On Dodgers, if you want to find us a different way. So, all right, uh, let's get into the last batch of questions, Jeff. All right, uh, let's lump two together because they are somewhat related. 
uh, JL at JLee912 asks, what's the quickest way to fix the bullpen issues? And Corey Shadid at the Grizzly Bear Zero asks, have we heard any, had any updates from hurt pitchers like JP Fireisen? Do we think he can help our bullpen? Yeah, I don't think we've had an update on Fireisen in a while. Um, if he does pitch, it wouldn't be till late August, September anyways. So at this point, probably not worth it to consider him part of it. Just the way that things have gone the last couple of years with guys that we've been waiting for. We're still waiting for Danny Duffy to make his first appearance as a Dodger. Uh, we, I think Jeff mentioned Alex Reyes after I forgot last week. He's out for the year getting surgery, so he's not expected to come back. Daniel Hudson's expected to go on a rehab assignment and should hopefully join the team by the end of the month. And then Dustin May should be picking up a baseball soon if everything went well. But again, it's going to take him a long time to ramp back up. So in terms of Hurt and Jimmy Nelson, I don't think we've heard much from him other than he was throwing still. So there's not much out there in that way. The quickest way to fix the bullpen ideally is just to pitch better. And that's, you know, a cop-out answer, but that is the answer. The other way is to start making decisions on some younger guys. And, and, you know, if they want to go that route, say, Hey, you know what, this guy can help us out right now. And, you know, maybe we'll move them. We'll keep them in the majors for a couple of weeks and he'll be help out in the relief. And then he'll go back down to the minors if he's a starter and maybe, you know, throw some starter innings. That's one way to go about it. The other way to go about it is, you know, health, even Phil Bickford being on the injured list, you know, doesn't help the Dodgers right now when you got guys, like, you know, well, Taylor Scott got DFA'd, but, you know, Nick Robertson and and the tall lefty Ryan Hudson, like those guys, we don't know enough about them yet, but I feel like we know enough about Robertson, at least at this point, to say he's probably not ready, even though he had a really good first outing. So, yeah, there's there's not a quick fix right now. Um, I know a lot of people will say trades, but I just don't see the market open right now. And if Friedman can get in the market early, that's usually when you pay less, but I don't know if that market's there yet. Yeah, and, and you know if it's if it happens in trades, it's probably going to be names that we're not really really familiar. With. I, I mean, we we talked about the possibility of like an Aroldis Chapman trade or something, um, and, and like I said back then, I think that would have to be for the right price. I don't think that Friedman is going to sell the farm for a reliever, especially because the farm has so many big arms. And you know, the one guy that really jumps out to me as a possibility is Nick Frasso, uh, because he. He throws crazy hard. A lot of people think he's going to be a reliever in the long run anyway. And he's been, he's had a lot of success in the minor leagues this year. And so if they, you know, he's a guy who seems like a possibility. I've also talked about how it wouldn't shock me if uh, Walker Bueller and or Dustin May are in the Dodgers bullpen late in the season in October, Uh, you know, that it's not an immediate fix, but when you think about uh, a postseason bullpen that has, you know, Michael Grove throwing 98 and Walker Bueller and Dustin May and Nick Frasso, you just patched a lot of holes. Yeah, they're all right handed, but they're also all starting pitchers, which means they don't have big platoon spits, splits. So they've got multiple pitches. They can get righties and lefties out. And all of those guys have stuff that would probably play up in the bull, uh, out of the bullpen. I don't know about Emmett Sheehan. I, I, uh, our buddy Thomas uh, was texting me today asking me if I think that, that Sheehan could be a reliever. I, I don't have enough of a feel for him to really know what I think about his stuff playing up out of the bullpen. Um, but, you know, the fact is they're only going to need four starters in October. And if everybody's healthy, you know, Julio and Kershaw and Gonsolin are three of those spots. And Bobby Miller is probably that fourth spot. Uh, 
you know, and if not, Miller is a great option, you know, and maybe they do go with, you know, Grove in the rotation and Miller throwing 109 miles an hour out of the bullpen. Uh, but, you know, there, there's, you don't have to squint very hard to see guys in the organization right now contributing to a pretty good bullpen in October. It's just getting to October and figuring out how to have the bullpen not suck enough to get to October. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, speaking of trade deadline from we got another question from at CHR Lopez, 1021. Will the Dodgers be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? He says, we all want to make the playoffs, but if it's not possible, do they sell? He said, you imagine what Texas would give for Clayton for a pennant run. Not that I would want that. Uh, I can't picture any way in the world that the Dodgers are sellers at the deadline. Uh, doesn't mean they wouldn't trade anybody off the major league roster. Uh, especially if, you know, the, the Dodgers in the past have sometimes pulled off trades. You know, they, they traded, uh, Mitch White off the major league roster and got back Nick Frosso. They traded Ross Stripling off the major league roster and, and got, who was it? Kendall Williams, maybe, um, you know, they, they, they do sometimes trade these guys. Well, I could see an Austin Barnes trade. They're not going to get a ton for Austin Barnes, but you know, if there is a, a team that wants a backup catcher who has that veteran leadership and blah, 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 blah. Austin Barnes might be a better fit on one of those teams than a team that needs a catcher who can hit a baseball, you know? Uh, so I could see something like that. There there's potential trades out there, but the Dodgers aren't Clayton. The Dodgers will never trade Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers have already demonstrated that they Clayton Kershaw is in a different category for them. They told him, we want you back and we will wait for you. And they're not going to trade him. Even if they were in last place right now, they would not trade Clayton Kershaw. And the fact is that there's no way the Dodgers will be out of the race by the trade deadline enough to actually justify selling. Yeah. And I think like the, like, let's just say some young guys emerge here in the next month or so, like Michael Bush emerges and we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit with this last question we have. And, you know, maybe, somebody else emerges and James Outman levels out and like, okay, now they have, or, or Johnny DeLuca ends up like being really good. Okay. So now maybe, you know, Peralta or Hayward becomes available in a deal and maybe they get some, some kind of value or some, or like they find a team with a lot of relievers and we have a lot of outfielders and they need outfielders and we need relievers. And you know, there's a trade that goes that way. But yeah. Being like strictly a seller, they wouldn't have much to sell anyways. It would be Peralta Hayward and JD Martinez and then Cindergard, if somebody wanted to take that on, and maybe not even then, everyone else is under team control for a little while at the very least. So, and they already have good. so much minor league depth that they're already going to have a roster crunch with forty man rosters soon. Like the worst thing in the world would be to add twelve more prospects to their to their minor league system. Yeah. So yeah, they might sell. Like I can see Pepio or Stone, which is not necessarily a sell, but it's kind of a sell in the sense like those guys are probably major league talents. But again, right now the way the Dodgers are going everything was needed they might be you know better suited on another team in order for the dodgers to get something they need right now yeah all right last question we've touched on some of this already so it probably won't be a long answer uh ruben at ruben shavira how long a leash do you think miguel vargas has his numbers have been going down each week since june and do you think he'd start to be in a platoon role with michael bush if things don't turn around for him yeah we talked about this last week and we both thought he had a longer longish leash I do think if Michael Bush starts hitting, I do think there is a way he starts taking some playing time from Vargas once Max Muncy comes back. I do think that's possible. Again, we'd have to see Bush's defense at second, but his defense at third so far has been passable. At least nothing that's cost the Dodgers that I can remember. 
Um, there might be one, but not that I can remember. So, yeah, I think that's the only way. Other than that, unless they trade for a bat that kind of moves other people around, I think Vargas is going to be there for a while. But, again, knowing that he has guys on his heel, maybe that spurts him, you know, pushes him forward a little bit. Yeah, I agree. One other question that just came in while we were recording from Juan at JD234218. When will I be happy? Only you can answer that, Juan. Happiness is a choice. The Dodgers not re- are not responsible for your happiness. That's true. Um, but hopefully tonight, if the Dodgers win, you'll feel that happiness. And listen to Locked on Dodgers. That'll make you happier. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right, Jeff, you got anything else you want to add before we head out? That's it. Dodgers take on the Angels next two nights. Uh, Kershaw pitches tonight. We don't know exactly yet who's pitching Wednesday, but we do know who's pitching Wednesday for the Angels, and that's Shohei Otani, so that should be a good good matchup. Otani has struggled a little bit pitching-wise, but has been on fire hitting-wise, so we'll see what the, Dodge, what the Dodgers can get done. That's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen of the day every day. Make sure to subscribe and get that directly sent to your phone or device when our episodes are ready to go and never miss a day and become an everydayer because everydayers are our favorite listeners. Remember SiriusXM or SXM app if you want to listen to the Dodgers home broadcast for any game. Just search Dodgers. You can also find us on there, Lockdown Dodgers. So you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince since 91. DMs are open on all the accounts if you need to get hold of us. You can always get a hold of us via email, LockdownDodgers at gmail.com or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car. If you're at home, text my device play podcast, Lockdown Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow.